Alright, Pick and Pod, man, first one of the season for me. I'm Christian Goey, your host, and I'm joined by Pat Costello and Reed Horner. Pat, this is your first also, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and Reed and and Tyler have been holding it down. Tyler Friar, our producer, um, they've been doing a great job, I, I, I heard, at least, and a team that's not... <laughs> Good to know you support the show. <laughs> they've yeah. been holding out on us. I know, I tried to listen as much as possible. You're a busy man, I got it. Right, Took thanks, you guys thanks. like six months to invite us, so thanks for that, <laughs> but we're here now. Finally got that email now, I'm just kidding, Tyler's been doing a great job, and uh, a team that's not doing a great job, I just want to get right into it, is the New York Knicks. Good and segue. I, I, you know, I just thought of that, that on the spot, <laughs> and I was just like, how am I going to segue into this? It's almost like this, you get paid to do this. I know, it is. Um, you just throw me off, Reed. I, Sorry, I, Knicks, I perfect the Knicks are terrible. And, and the, Knicks. the Knicks are just awful. And the what are they going to um, do to make it work? A, <laughs> a perennial headline for them is they're just disappointing again. Uh, Carmelo Anthony trade rumors are at its peak. Uh, New York Daily News reporting yesterday that the Knicks were speaking to the Clippers about a potential trade. Uh, they wouldn't even get back one of their three stars, reportedly, if or they don't need at least to get one of their three stars back if they were to do a deal with the Clippers. Uh, ESPN reported that the Cavaliers rejected a Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony trade, and there are reports that the Knicks talked to the Celtics, and they do not appear to be interested in obtaining Carmelo Anthony. First reactions from, I'm going to go Pat, because we haven't heard his takes, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say about Carmelo Anthony in the New York Knicks. I'm not surprised that nobody wants him. Would you want to play with Carmelo? I mean, I'm a big Carmelo guy. I'll get my, I'll give you my take, but just go on. We talked about this be- right before we came on air. <laughs> He's a black hole offensively. The ball goes to him, and it's almost a guarantee that it's going up. Why would you want to play with that if you're a superstar from another team, or even a normal star from another team? Well, you're, you're, but this is what I was saying to you beforehand. You're thinking about how Carmelo plays on the Knicks or how he played on the Nuggets. He would not play like that on Cleveland. I think how he's a tremendous that, player. Based on based on what are you saying? That based he on the fact that he's never had any superstars on his team. He has, he, the best players he's had are a past his prime Allen Iverson, a past his prime Chauncey Billups, who is still very good, and a six-man-of-the-year in J.R. Smith. Those Zingas. are his best players. Well, Porzingis is a rookie. The I mean, Porzingis god. Yeah, Porzingis is his best player, actually, when you're really thinking about it. He may be his best player ever. And I've that's, been that's sad. Literally calling for the Knicks to clean house and build around Porzingis since they got, Der- Porzingis. got Derek Rose and Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, no. Because I- those bringing in those two did absolutely nothing for the Knicks. I think what you guys are missing though, I think team you're right in the intent that the teams are hesitant to sign Melo, but I don't think it's necessarily because they don't think he could help them win. I think it has to do more with his contract. 5 years, 124 million dollars and a 10 million dollar bonus for the trade kicker. If you, that's what 15% trade kicker. I yes. think that's what teams are thinking is that, you know what? Not only is it going to be really expensive, but then could he fit I think that could he fit to kind of be problem. When pro- yeah, he's not worth it, no matter how you look at it. I think he's a significantly better player than Kevin Love. I think his defensive drop off is minimized if you put him at the four and you put him with a guy like Car- with like Kyrie Irving and LeBron James and Tristan Thompson at center. I think when you get Jr. back and you get Shumpert back, as much as I don't like them, I think they're head cases and I think they're awful players and they're streaky. Um, I think. Their, their weaknesses are minimized as well because they're on the same team as the best player in the world, and they had Kyrie Irving and Draymond Green got suspended in the finals, and they got a ring. Um, but I think Carmelo Anthony is a better player than Kevin Love, and I think he makes the Cavaliers more of a threat 
Uh, I don't think his defense is as big a problem when you put him at the four on a team like the Cavaliers. I think it's exposed when you have him as the primary option on a bad team like the Knicks and like he like he was on the on the Nuggets. Um, and we've seen him. And I'm not comparing it to the Olympics because the Olympics are just a, are basically the Golden State Warriors. But you see how much better he is when he's on a team like the Team USA, and he's made a shooter, and he's made a he's made a you know, a third or fourth option on a team. He and, was the first option on that team. Well, this year he was, but yeah. in the past. And they were very successful, right? Well, he bought into the system, right? He was willing to not do he everything had, he's done for the Knicks. He had superstars around him. And I think you, you, won't, you won't get it to that effect if you put him on Cleveland, but you will get it to a similar effect. You won't get him what he is on the Knicks. And I think people are, are losing sight of that. They're thinking of how he plays on the Knicks, how he, how he can sometimes be a liability, and uh, how he puts up too many shots. Like Pat said, he can be a black hole offensively. He's one of the most frustrating superstars I've ever watched. But he's also one of the most talented superstars I've ever seen. I think he's the most complete offensive player, at least within his prime, that I've, that I've witnessed. As far as being able to post up, go to the basket, and shoot off the dribble and shoot and catch and shoot situations. I just don't think he wants to be a secondary option on a team at this point. I think he'd be willing point. to do that. I think at this point he he would be, which is why he said, "Okay, they can trade me." Yeah. Why else would he? Wait I think trade? he would definitely want to be a second option. I, I don't. Think, I don't think he wants to be the primary option anymore. Why? I think he's tired of it. It's what, hard. What's leading you to believe that? He waived the no trade clause, which which means but, he knows he's yeah, going. But that's to, not but what's, because he doesn't but, want to be a. But what's second option? That's because he hates the situation with the Knicks right now. No, but what's leading you to believe that he wants to be the first option? Because of the amount of times he shoots the but ball. He, but, but that's because he's on the Knicks. Yeah, what, what, I'm with Christian here. Sorry, we're not trying to be up on you. <laughs> well, they have four alleged superstars in 2010 like for the for the 2010 All Star I mean, team. Not now. <laughs> no, there is no one doubt. Of the he's a volume unicorns. There's one n- of the biggest unicorns <laughs> in the league. In Porzingis, and he's just—they stick him somewhere and just—he'll be great in four years. But Melo, that kind of ties me back into your point about why they wouldn't trade for Kevin Love. You're right. I think Carmelo Anthony, as of now, is better for Kevin Love. But I think the Cavaliers are looking at it that Kevin Love has a longer career than Melo, so they would—they would be kind of sacrificing their future for the now. Melo could be done in a couple years, year or two. I think Kevin Love can has about six or seven more years, and that's what they're thinking. Even even going deeper into the post-LeBron era, where at one point. It's going to be Kyrie and Kevin, so, and no LeBron. So, out of so, you do you think Carmelo Anthony gets traded when it's all said and done? I do, but I don't think it's to a contender. So who, who so who do you look at potentially? Mm, that's tough. So not the Celtics, Clippers, or Cavs. Those are out. those are way like not even close. I, but I, I really don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. What team wants to deal with that contract and deal with him as a player. You know what's also a problem is teams know how desperate Phil is to get rid of him. So they're not going to give Phil what he wants yeah. when they know he's just looking to get rid of him. Phil has revealed his intentions too much. You know, he's revealed Phil's lost his lost trust in his players. I mean, players do not trust Phil Jackson, I don't think. I don't think they like Phil Jackson. I don't think they trust him. He's not a great recruiter. Um I think I don't doubt Phil's basketball acumen. I just don't think he's done a good job of maintaining relationships and being a good president, being a good GM in that sense. I think he's a good talent evaluator, as evidenced by Porzingis, Kuzminskis, and Hernan Gomez. They're they're Europe players, but I think he's burned bridges, and you can't do that when you're trying to recruit players, when you're trying to build a good team. Unless you just want to go full rebuild, like you said, and I agree with you, they should go full rebuild, but... I also don't think they should just throw away Mello for nothing. 
No, I don't think they should throw away Melo for nothing. And I don't think they will, but I don't think that they're going to get some ridiculously high price tag for him because he's just not that valuable as a trade commodity. I would say a team that would want him would be Miami, but they wouldn't trade. Pat Riley's smart. Yeah, but they wouldn't trade for him because, one, Miami right now is trying to get the highest draft pick they can possible. They yeah. have enough money this offseason to sign three max contracts. But I think if you also trade for Carmelo now, the fact is it's harder to attract other free agents to Carmelo. But if you get another free agent and then bring Carmelo on maybe in the offseason right. make a trade, that could happen. But for now, I don't think him being trades a foregone conclusion. If those three teams, the Cavs, the Celtics, and the uh, Clippers don't want him, the rest of the NBA is not going to want him, and he's going to be a Nick for at least the rest of the season. What about Atlanta as an option? They're not going to pay him. But there have been talks that they want to get rid of Paul Millsap. Well, the thing is, he would have to accept a trade there because he has a no-trade clause. I mean, they're a good team. They have some good guards. Um, They're a good team. What's his? Schroeder. Yeah. They have Schroeder, yeah. They're a good team. But they have a, apparently a poor to... fan base. I don't know if that's no, somewhere Melo loves New York play. City. Melo's not going unless he knows he can win a championship with the team he goes to. Yeah, And that might be his but, best option. If but, they get rid of Paul Millsap, it would be Paul Millsap and a kicker, basically, for Carmelo. He would they get won't to, give he up would... Paul Millsap, I don't think. They like they would rather have a cheaper option in Paul Millsap and a guy who's a good team team player. And Melo will just be what he is on the Knicks in, in Atlanta then. He'll just yeah, be that's chucking fair. it up shots. If the Clippers can get him without giving up any of their stars, why wouldn't they do that? I, that's what I'm confused about. Well, well, that's what I was just about to ask you. Is that an awful trade for the Knicks? I mean, yeah, you 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 lead to essentially tearing it down and going for a lottery pick this year, and what's a great guard draft with Markel Fultz, Dennis Smith, Lonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox. I mean, you have great players in this year's draft. But is that still a good decision by by Phil and Knicks to trade Carmelo Anthony? Basically just say, yeah, we'll throw it in and throw, throw in the towel and just take Austin Rivers, Wesley Johnson, and somebody else, Jamal Crawford or somebody else from the Clippers for Carmelo Anthony, or or is that an awful deal? I think it's an awful deal, personally. But then again, you're also leading yourself to a better position in the draft where you can get a superstar. I don't know, man. It's, it's the best decision they can <laughs> make. Is, I know, I know. It's such a headache. I, <laughs> I don't know what. As a Nets report, beat reporter, I think you'd be able to deal with more mediocrity in New York basketball than this. Except the fact that the Nets are not mediocre. Oh, they're horrible, you're right. They're not horrible. Anyways. And so I'll I... tell you why they're not horrible. No, no, you open this can of worms, Reed. I hear the rant. No, this is why. The Nets are way more competitive than people give them credit for. They've lost 23 games by 10 or less points and another 3 wow. by 12 or less points. Ooh. That means they're competitive in every single game that they're playing. Kenny Atkinson's leading them in the right direction. Karis like LeVert is going to be an absolute stud in the next two like- three years they have like seven young players and guys like brooke lopez jeremy lynn other people i'm talking about right now though they're not doing anything right now you're talking about three years neither are the knicks i'm not saying the knicks are good either i said (laughs) they both are mediocre yeah but the nets don't have a draft pick they're not in control of their draft pick till 2019 their next first round draft picks in geometry class right now buddy that (laughs) does hurt but that really hurts but most of their core players right now are 20 yeah to 22 yeah 23 maybe so the net, the they Nets, have nothing to lose right now. The Nets are in way better shape. They play. The Nets are in way better shape than the Knicks currently are. No, yes. no, they don't. They don't no have way. a first round. Yeah. You know why? You know yes. why the Knicks are in better shape? They have Kristaps Porzingis. That is so true. You were just talking about. You're and they've who? got a cornerstone. And who? And who? But that's all who you do need. the Nets have that's that's comparable to Porzingis? Porzingis in five years could potentially be an MVP candidate. Around who though? They don't have anyone else. The well, Nets don't have even that. 
Like, what do the Nets have? I just told you. They have, like, seven Levert. different really young players. Karis LeVert is a really good player. Not comparable to Porzingis. I like Karis LeVert. No, well, obviously not. He's only And he's only played half a season. I mean, I would agree. Not, even, not even half I a would season. Agree, I would agree with you he's if only the Nets played had like their a draft month. pick. I would agree with you if the Nets had their draft pick. Yeah, me too. And they're going to dump Brooke Lopez, get a draft pick They should. Him. They will. And I think that they they might try to flip Jeremy Lin. I don't know what they're going to get for him. I think they could get something for Trevor Booker because Trevor Booker basically averages a double-double a game, and he's a stud defensively. Yeah, I like Trevor You Bo- get rid of someone like that? Though? I like the, sh- the job yeah, Sean Marks I mean, has done. Uh, Trevor Booker is not an essential piece to the future, and I think if you can get a draft pick for him, then you do. Anyway, Re- really quick on the, on the metal thing, I just wanted to say, I think they should get rid of him just because of the money. They messed themselves up with giving overpaying, Ro- although he's done it this year, overpaying Noah, which really hampered them. If they just get the money off the books, they can get started rebuilding this team around Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Uh, let's move on to Cleveland. That, that's the team that Melo was rumored to the Knicks were potentially trying to get a deal done with, with Cleveland with Kevin Love and they shut it down. Uh, LeBron's been very outspoken in the past week saying they need a bleeping playmaker. He's, he said basically he thinks they need to get better. Um, it's not like they just added Kyle Korver or anything. I love it. No, yeah, exactly. They didn't add the best shooter in the league potentially, a spot-up shooter in the league besides Clay and Steph, um, but that doesn't matter to LeBron. Welcome to the politics of the NBA, guys. <laughs> Basically, LeBron's saying they need to get better. They're not. They're not as good as they need to be. They're not better than last year. He tweeted, "I am not mad at man. I am not mad or upset at management because Griff, David Griffin, their GM and staff have done a great job. I just feel we need to improve in order to repeat. Repeat." And then he said in a, in a follow up tweet, "If that's what we, if that's what we want to do." Um, and there's also reports from ESPN that him and him and owner Dan Goldberg, I guess, are, are at odds because of the What's team's new? spending. They're the highest spending team in the league. Uh, Gilbert paid. The, well, the Cavs are committed to one twenty-seven point six million and twenty-seven million in luxury taxes for this season, the highest of any team in the league. Um, they've spent more over any other team in the last three years. I don't really understand what. Le- I mean, I understand what LeBron's saying. You saw the war- Warriors go out and get Kevin Durant, so maybe the Cavs need to do something to keep up with them, but they beat them on Christmas Day. I, I don't think they're, they're significantly worse than, than the Warriors. I don't. I think they're going through a rough patch right now. They've lost six of their last ten. Um, but is, is he overblown in these comments? Are these inappropriate? This is so obvious what he's doing. And maybe I've, I've seen this before. What's harder than winning an NBA championship, guys? Winning it twice. Winning it twice. And LeBron James knows that. So I think what he's doing right now is not necessarily telling us the reality of the team. I think he's trying to wake them up. We're exactly halfway through the season now, and maybe he feels that the team's getting a little lackadaisical. They're 30-14, and 14, playing really well. Maybe some guys in the locker room, we don't know, are saying, oh, hey, we're so good or whatever. And LeBron's like, oh, no, I bet in this it gets harder you guys, we suck, we need to get better, yada, yada, yada. He's not calling out individual players, which makes me think they actually don't have a problem. If he were calling out saying, like, you know, Kevin needs to get his butt down the court more, then I would say there's some dysfunction in the locker room. But because he's being vague and just saying the team in general, I just think this is a leadership move to get the team to wake up and not fall into maybe a six-game, lose seven-game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that he thinks they need to get better as an add more players. I think he just means they need to get better as a unit and tighten things up, tighten up some of the screws and, you know, some of those loose ends that they have. I think they'll be all right. I think they're going to be fine. I mean, I don't think it's really going to be an issue. They're going to get to the finals. Nobody in the East is going to beat them. Toronto's not going to If he really thought they needed to get better, he did say they need a new playmaker. 
But, but I that think, doesn't mean you have to add a playmaker. I, that just means you need someone to step up and be. Well, a playmaker. I have a theory. I think he's looking for eyeing for Dwayne Wade, but we can get that in a little no. bit. I think though people could call him a hypocrite because if they really needed to get better, Melo was out there. Melo's one of his best friends. I think we kind of see the proof is that he doesn't really want someone else new. He's just trying to say it to say it. You know what I mean? Maybe. To wake free. He's speaking to us to speak to the players. I just find it strange to be as outspoken as he is. I know he's got a ton of control. When David Griffin has done a good job with the Cavs and he just went out and got Kyle Korver, who's one of the best shooters in the league, and he's done whatever he can to get LeBron good players around him. I mean, they have some really good players. Kyrie Irving is a superstar. Kevin Love is an all-star. Tristan Thompson's a very good player, and J.R. Smith's hurt, and as much as I don't really like him, uh, and Iman Shumper, and as I said, Kyle Korver, and Channing Fry, he's done a good job of putting good players around LeBron James. I just find it weird to come out, even if you don't intend it to be, oh, let's add somebody from the outside, we have to improve from, from within. He doesn't make it seem like that. I think he's actually talking about going out and getting a different guy. He he said we need to get better. I feel like he thinks they need to add another guy, another piece to the puzzle like the Warriors did. Because um, you said there's hard, the hardest thing to do is repeat. And I think he's a little worried that if they get complacent with the roster, they will not be able to beat the Warriors. I just find it weird to come out and criticize you know, a management that's done whatever they can to put the pieces around you, and you just won a championship. You're you're going through a rough stretch. You're a veteran. You should handle it more like a veteran and a professional. See, I just don't think that he's saying that they need another player because they don't need another player, and he knows it. I mean, he's been well, around. But he the should league say long that then. I don't. Well, when he says we need to get better, I just think he means we need to play better. But he should squash any rumors. Then he should say. I don't mean it as a standpoint of we need to trade a guy or get a guy. We just need to get better as a team. He's not saying that. He need, because if he said that, that wouldn't have the sense of urgency that he wants. Yeah. Hey, okay, guys, but we need to get better. No, things need to change. It's a little bit different than, you know what, you might want to figure so, out doing this a little differently. So he's playing mind games. He's always played mind games. He's always been the cerebral type of basketball I don't think player. he's that smart. I don't, I don't. What? I don't. I don't. God, I don't. He is LeBron's the smartest. Okay, NBA we're not going to get into that. League, yes, that's, nah, that's a different. His IQ on and off the court is ridiculous. The things he's been up. I don't. Okay. I don't think it's but that I, calculated. Let me, let me just get you into the psyche of LeBron real quick. You say, "Oh, the GM got Reed, some." Reed knows the psyche of LeBron. <laughs> well, Reed has been there. <laughs> I've grown up a Heat fan, so I've gotten to see his yeah. live interviews, all that kind of stuff. So, anyways. You say, oh, the GM got him all these players. LeBron's thinking, what were the Cavs before me? The GM didn't get this guy. This guy came because I'm here. He, oh. LeBron thinks he makes his job so much easier. So LeBron's not like, oh, thank you, GM, for getting me this. LeBron's like, yeah, no, I'm sure Kevin Love wanted to come here because of me. Like, all you had to do was be the facilitator. That's how LeBron probably views it. So he's not going to really step, be worried about, like, stepping on eggshells kind of deal when he talks about the GM. That's all. He did everything he said. All I'm trying to say is everything he said wasn't disrespectful. It was maybe shocking. Maybe it wasn't delivered in the most soft, softest of ways. But would you ever? You wouldn't say that any of that was disrespectful, right? He wasn't. I just think it's inappropriate. I mean, like, uh, just no, shut if up. If you want to talk about inappropriate, then the Bulls are the team that you want to look at. <laughs> Thanks for segueing. For I me. wanted that segue. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. You want this spot? <laughs> uh, uh, they're a nightmare right now. An absolute nightmare. They might be more dysfunctional. Than they are. Called oh, it. My, th- than every team in basketball. I right remember now. texting Reed in the summertime saying Dwayne Wade went to the Bulls. He was shocked. Because Reed's the biggest Dwayne Wade Miami fan. My favorite is. athlete of all time. Is it a coincidence that every team Rondo goes to except the Celtics has basically ended with a fire at the end? That's 
another thing I need I need to say because it is bananas that he is the guy saying criticizing leadership in my opinion. He's the he has never been a leader on any team that he's been on. He's never been the guy that people are looking at in the locker room and going, "Oh, we need to model ourselves after Rajon Rondo." No. He's just the point guard on the different teams he's been on. So so just to catch everybody up, I, I mean, Wade and uh, Wade came out. He was critical of the team. After, Criticals under uh, After yeah. a loss. Basically saying Critical. Basically saying he, he didn't see, I guess, enough fight in the younger players or enough wanting to win, I guess. He, he's surprised that, you know. He, and Butler agreed with him, and which but- is a big deal, right? He's the face of the franchise. If Butler had been kind of, oh, what are you saying, that right. would have been more of a problem. Yeah, Rajon Rondo is the only one who has really come out and been like, "Wow, I can't believe that you guys criticized us." I mean, which like, I I want someone to congratulate me though because I was saying this <laughs> the moment they signed Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo that this was gonna happen just because of the personalities and the play style. It was gonna get frustrating. They're all three individually great players, Butler being the best at this moment, but they're all ball dominant players. Rondo needs the ball in his hand. Dwayne Wade needs the ball in his hand. Butler needs the ball in his hand, and there's just not enough ball. Well, there's so, only one ball, not enough of it to go around, so I knew that was going to frustrate them. And the moment they started losing and that frustration builds, this is what happens. So, so before before we continue, let's just, let's just cover the quotes. So, so it was after they squandered a 110-100 lead at home uh, in the final three minutes against the Hawks. Uh, Wade said, I can look at Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, and say Jimmy's doing his job. Jimmy can look at me and say Dwayne's doing his job. I don't know if we can keep going down the line and, and be able to say that. Uh, Rajon Rondo goes on on Instagram yesterday, and it's the most Rajon Rondo thing so ever. So childish. He's, go on Instagram, really? He goes, my vets would never go to the media. They would come to the team. My vets didn't pick and choose. He's speaking about Garnett and Pierce because it's a picture of him, Garnett and Pierce, <laughs> when they were on the Celtics. Uh, they brought it every time they stepped in the gym, whether it was at practice or game. They didn't take days off. My vets didn't care about their numbers. My vets played for the team. Blah, blah, blah. It keeps going on and on. I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this as far as just publicly criticizing I, each other in the media, going on social media, and just flat out like subtweeting guys. It, it's the most crazy <sighs> dysfunction. I- implosion. Boom. So is there a trade that gets Derrick Rose back to Chicago for Rajon Rondo. I don't think they 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 trade him for a sack of pennies. They don't want Derrick Rose anymore. It's Butler's Derrick team. Derrick Rose has been better than Rajon Rondo. They, but they got rid of Rose because they wanted to make sure it was Butler's team, which yeah. is why I was confused that then they then brought Dwayne Wade because then that kind of made it like it's the, oh, same, it's the same situation with the Knicks in the sense that they just need to do a full rebuild essentially. Um they need they they went for the quick fix just like the Knicks did. Knicks went for Derrick Oh, they didn't Rose go for the quick Mill. fix. They went for the Dwayne Wade's the child of Chicago. We know we're not going to win a championship this year because LeBron still is wearing an NBA jersey. Let's do the next best thing and be interesting. Get Dwayne Wade, sell tickets, and yeah, then let's hopefully this doesn't happen. Essentially a quick fix instead of a rebuild. I yeah, mean, I guess they didn't just throw in the talent and say we're going to tank a lot, tank and and get a good draft pick. Yeah. They said let's be competitive and get these players. It's a quick fix. I guess they think when I think fix, I think let's you make think this team so we can have a chance to run at the championship. And they just know they can't unless they want to. There was a lot of hype surrounding the Bulls early in the season when they got off to a. And I said start. that hype was stupid because I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, I think everyone saw this coming. This wasn't a big surprise, but I don't think anyone expected to be as tumultuous as it was for Rondo to basically freak out. I don't see him staying on this roster. And what, the funniest part is they're both not going to be on the team next year. Dwayne yeah. Wade's going to opt out, and Rajon Rondo's probably going to get traded. I think Dwayne Wade could end up getting traded to the Cavs, but that's I've been 
thinking that. Until the trade deadline comes and goes, I will see, keep saying that. But do we, we have time. What do you guys think this means about the management, though, that that, that this is like, a, like the coaching job. and stuff like this, that this is going on, that this is not, that the locker room isn't together enough. That, that I mean, Rondo's not wrong when he says keep it in-house. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying you're being completely hypocritical by going out to the public and calling someone out for them going out into the public and calling you out. Do you mean you know what I'm trying to say? If you really want to keep it in house, go to him and, and say whatever you want, but then don't go to the public to rip him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 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 a it's a mess. Dumpster yeah, that's, fire. Yeah, it's a mess. That's again, <laughs> again, it's it's they should have just built built around Jimmy just like the Knicks should build around Kristaps. Just tank. Get Doug McDermott. Dougie McBuckets. Love that's who you Dougie. build around. Love Dougie. But you build see, around if, McBuckets. If you tank, Big Dougie if, if you tank like that though, teams lose the patience real quick, like the 76ers. I'll, ne- I'll, I'll forever whoa, feel whoa, bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who lost patience with the Sixers? <laughs> That's Pat's team. We trusted the process, baby. <laughs> they fired Henke right, right before they got good. Yeah, but the fans didn't get impatient. Maybe they got impatient with Hinkie, I feel bad Hinkie, for Hinky. Hinky was making some skeptical moves. Yeah, Hinky saved that franchise. And I, that's, that's right. He think. had some good ideas, but he also has some really yeah. not But they good would ideas. not. He does look... He, he does look genius for trading Mark, Michael Carter Williams after winning that Rookie of the Year. But Pat, a lot of they people were critical of that. Not Pat, a lot of people in Philly were fine with that move because Michael yeah, Carter yeah. Williams, he was fine. Awful shooter. Yeah, they would not be limited. where they are if it weren't for him, though. He'll never get the credit he deserves. Yeah, this, but it doesn't take a genius to figure out that you should. But it takes play some, bad to get better picks in the draft. But it it takes get out a monkey it takes, with a, it takes it takes guts. To yes, actually do. very few people have the guts to do that, and he la- he didn't even get the last. No, I agree though. I mean, like obviously, it's it's not. And they're hard to trade everybody. A symbol could have figured that one out, <laughs> but but nobody does it. What nobody really tanks. Nobody really just does a full rebuild. They do what Phil did. Well, because it's a business, no. guys. And if Look your team sucks, you can't sell tickets. Yeah, the Lakers are doing it the right way. They're honestly they Look are. Look at the Celtics. The Celtics were in the basement, and then they got a bunch of good young players. Well, that's because they also had two teams worth of first round draft picks. Okay, they are the Boston Nets. Like, that's... all right, let's let's brighten up the conversation because we have like a couple minutes left. We <laughs> want to talk about this. This is just going to go around in a circle. Whenever we're going great. So let's talk East West. All-star teams. The, the reserves were announced yesterday for the East: Paul George, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, Paul Millsap, Isaiah Thomas, Kemba Walker, and John Wall. For the West: DeMarcus Cousins, Marcus Sewell, Draymond Green, Gordon Hayward. Love that one. DeAndre Jordan, Clay Thompson, and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's a reserve. Yeah. Um, any snubs? Yes. Any problem with that? Yes. Joel Embiid. Joel. Yeah. Philly. Absolute Let's just talk about snub. Philly for the last couple Absolute minutes. Absolute snub. He almost got voted in. <laughs> Till the All Star starters by the fans, That's, and he's not even on the team. How does that even work? Because the fans are stupid. What? Oh, what? I hate the fan vote. I think the fans should stop voting. The it's fa- an exhibition <laughs> the, the game. It's vote. a run up and down and dunk contest. <laughs> it is not. A- the All Star game has mean. Do I need to no, get in my tirade? It doesn't. Then why, when they go to the Hall of Fame, he was a ten time All Star. It doesn't mean anything. It means a lot. The <laughs> game is fun if you take it for what it is. It's not going to be a competitive NBA game, but it's a fun game to watch. And making the All Star game means a lot think, to the players who do. I actually think he was kind of deserving of it. I, at first, I was no, like, he like, shouldn't be an All Star. The fan vote's only for the starters. It does, the rest. The of fans it. need to get out of it. I hate. I just hate it. I hate the fact that they that they almost voted Zaza Pachulia in. That Russell Westbrook's not a starter. I think it worked out this year. They got the right. They got the right. Westbrook guys. is not a starter. It did not work out this year. But End he's on story. the team still. He's not. He's he is all-star. averaging a triple double, and he is sitting behind a guy who's averaging eight less points, four less assists, and six less rebounds. I still they think I, I would rather have Steph Curry than Russell Westbrook. Who's also on a team with three of the superstars that get the defensive attention, as opposed to Westbrook, who every arena he walks into, the entire team knows he's the only one that's going to have the ball. I'll be honest, Westbrook's never going to win. 
He's just not that. No, I don't think Westbrook's ever going to win a title. I'm just saying individually, which is an all-star award is, Westbrook's way more deserving. Yeah, for this year, but I'd much rather have Steph Curry on If my he team. didn't make the team, then there would be outrage, I think. Then I'd be out. But he's yeah. on the team still, yeah. so like, whatever. He's not a starter. He's not a some starter. Of, some of the snubs, I guess. I care. It's not he a big cares. Deal. Rudy, care. Rudy Gobert in the West, Damian Lillard, Mike Conley uh, in the East. You know, the big cat. Mello didn't Carl make Anthony it for the first time since 2009. Uh, I know you, you're probably on board with that decision, as I as I am. Wade I, didn't I make it? Not that I thought yeah, you yes. Chris Paul didn't make it. Uh, Chris Paul's Tyler Freer just so. reminding me. I've, yeah, Chris yeah. Paul's been hurt, though. So. Yeah, he's hurt. He it's also the point anyway. guards in the West. It, like, you mentioned Damian Lillard, Lillard, who I think is that's a catastrophe. I just wanted to see who Joel Embiid was going to go on the date with. <laughs> I know. That was too. the thing that I wanted me to too. see. It would have been so I exciting. To see that. You think Rihanna would have had to go on one just because that, well, that that's, whole thing? Oh, yeah. That was who it was like alleged to be. We don't even actually know if that's who it was. No, but didn't she say, oh, come back to me for an all-star? Like, when she I think the so. Yeah, team? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's how that story I, and, went. Joel Embiid is entertaining. And if he... and. Cousins will. I will say, Cousins did say that he is going. He has the potential to be the best player in this league, which I I agree. He coming out Cousins. Of the, Cousins no, really uh, that praised MB, him. That Embiid does, but I, I think that's true. And if he does, he'll be really entertaining. I like him. I just don't like him on the All Star team this year. Hakeem. I actually think it worked out no, much better than than usual this year. I think a lot of years when it's just fan vote guys, just it's just a joke. I remember, I remember when Tracy McGrady was making the team and he was not even playing. Don't the hate battle. on T Mac. I love T Mac. I love T Mac. T Mac looked like he, he was so bored to be <laughs> at every game he ever played in. Yao Ming was making the team and he was out with foot injuries every year. I, I, after the past twelve months, I just think Americans should take a break from voting and everything. I just <laughs> wow, they suck at it. Wow. That's well, what Embiid said. Well, if you want to talk about that, go in the news department. <laughs> We're gonna stay sports. Um, yeah, I mean, we got I a lot in, in these 30 I, minutes. I'm impressed with how much we got in this podcast. It's because you're such a good host. Oh, thank you, man. Thanks. And, and I the think, segues. The segues. And the segues. The smooth transition. Pat giving me that bull segue. Little salty that he took it from me, but he did smooth it very well. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Sliding on in there. <laughs> That's it for this uh, edition of Pick and Pod. I'm Christian Goey for Pat Costello and Reed Horner and Tyler Freer behind the glass. We'll see you soon. <laughs>